Hello, and welcome to the series "Making Stewardship a Way of Life." This is episode two, titled "The Core Values of Stewardship: Identity, Trust, Gratitude, Love." Your host is Father Andrew Kemberling, formerly the pastor of St. Thomas More Parish in Centennial, Colorado. With Mila Gladava, the director of communications and stewardship, Father Andrew has written a book by the same name. It's based on their experience introducing a comprehensive stewardship program at St. Thomas More, where Father Andrew was the pastor for 14 years. The program provides a complete guide for individuals on how to approach, embrace. And practice the full range of stewardship in their lives. Here's Father Andrew. In joining you once again today, it's important to at least recap what I talked about last time. I made it very clear that stewardship is more than just a theology; it's a spirituality. It's practices; it's things you do and how you do them. But with any ideas about how to act. There are what are called core values that help us get to where we want to go, that generate that behavior. Of course, we describe stewardship as time, talent, and treasure. But it's much more than that. If you just preach on time, talent, and treasure, it becomes kind of flat. And through prayerful discernment, I realized that we often make this phrase that we give a. Gift back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done, and meditating upon that passage and knowing that we give of our time, talent, and treasure in thanksgiving for what God has done. If you meditate upon that passage, you realize there are four core values that become evident. They are called identity, trust, gratitude, and love. Now, the first one called identity. Most people would accept the fact that. God is the Creator, and that we are creatures; that God has created us, and most people accept that very easily. But you have to take it on further, especially even from the Baltimore Catechism and the formulas that people know. We're not only created by God, but we're created for God and for His purposes. So that when we meditate upon who we are, our identity. We realize that we are created by God and for God for this world and in the next, and people are amazed by this because it's like, well, what do you mean that we're created for God? Well, God created us so that we would love Him and serve Him. He didn't want to create us like robots. He gave us this free will, this ability to make choices. But the perfection of free will is wanting only what God wants. To even introduce this idea that you have a choice between good and evil is already the distortion of free will. We will want what God wants for us, and that we will want to serve Him. It starts from this very core idea that's so important to our Catholic theology that you have to bring it to our spirituality that we're created in the image and likeness of God. That's our identity. A little spark of God is in each one of us. The same dignity that God has, each human being has that dignity. So when people hear that we're pro-life, they don't understand how very important that first idea is of our identity. We're created in the image and likeness of God, and when we realize that we're created 
by God, and for God, then God has given us everything. And we belong to God. I am not my own. I belong to God. A lot of people think that they're created for themselves. We are not created for ourselves. We are created for God's purposes. God is the owner of everything. And that leads us to the next value, which is called trust. If I believe that I am not my own and God has made everything, then I then trust God will provide me for everything that I have. God will provide for all my needs, not just what I want. This idea of trust is then focused on an idea that I have found that competes with this, and that is control. And money is the biggest obstacle because it gives you the sense of control that you're in charge, that you don't need to trust in God. That's why some of the most wealthy people, they aren't interested in God because they don't need him. They don't trust him because they can trust in their own wealth and their ability to affect and change things. When we look at trust, you can often look at letting go of control. When you let go of your own personal control within your own life, because everybody has certain control issues, that's at the very core of when we really look at how do we trust God? Will God keep us safe and secure? Will we be taken care of in a way that will benefit us and be good for us? That letting go is part of that very value of trust, and it's so important in a stewardship spirituality. When trust is translated into real moral behavior, it's real important to remember, not only do we trust God, God trusts us. When God trusts us, then we find out we must be trustworthy. So honesty, upfront behavior, very clear justice that we do, all of those things are part of being honest. And so in our financial dealings, we have to be particularly honest, down to the last penny. It's important that we stay honest in all of our dealings and to be trustworthy. Now, moving along, another underlying value is called gratitude. Gratitude tells us that we focus on everything as a gift. Everything is seen as a gift. And the exact opposite of gratitude in stewardship spirituality is greed. When you look at what you don't have and what you want, avarice, you start saying, I want more and more and more. You look at what you don't have, where in gratitude you look at what you do have. You start becoming very positive in your approach. It's not negative, it's very it's additional. You keep looking at all the gifts and blessings that God has done. We thank God for his many gifts. And when you receive a gift, it is part of the spirituality to give a gift back in thanksgiving for what God has done. You receive a gift, you give a gift. And when you look at not having what you want, you find out one of the biggest problems we have in our world is consumerism. Consumerism looks at what you don't have. It makes you want more and more. In stewardship spirituality, you realize God has given us everything. We have so much. In fact, we have too much. Who doesn't have a drawer or a closet you have to kind of squish down just to push? People have whole storage lockers. We have too much. And then you realize you're just focusing on material things. 
You want to focus upon the spiritual things. You look at the relationships in your life and all the things that God has given us for our health and all of our abilities, and then you thank God for the things we have. The final underlying value is love. Now, we could go on for a whole series on love, but in this particular instance, as I started in the first talk, we realize that love is the ability to give faith, hope, love, faith, hope, charity. Charity and love are the same thing. And everybody agree that love is a requirement of a Christian, but when you pass the collection of basket about, people think it's optional. It isn't optional. We all have a need to give. We all have a need to love. And so love and charity is a requirement of the Christian. Everybody is required to be charitable. How often and where? Well, that's left up to you. But knowing that love is that need to give is at the very core of a stewardship spirituality. Well, the question that often has arised is, Father Andrew, if I am to live as a Christian steward, how does taking care of my family fit into this plan? Well, it's important in answering that question to look at what you need and what you want. And sometimes you have to set our priorities straight. When we're looking at these priorities of what you need and what you want, you can't rob from God and count that as a need. You know, that's why when you start subtracting out your tithe and you start simplifying your life, then you start realizing you can't borrow your way into living your life. You have to live life on what God has given us to live on and to live on it within that measure. And when one simplifies their life, then you as your family, you know, and your family is very important to you, but God comes first, then your marriage, and then your children. People who get that priority out of line get their lives messed up and they can't understand why they're not happy. When we put God first, and then your spouse, and then your children, and we live within our means and know the difference between what we want and what we need, then we understand the real blessings that God has given to us. So in a review that I'd like to have, just in saying what we've looked at today, it's important to remember that stewardship is a spirituality that's based about underlying values of identity, trust, gratitude, and love. And when you put them all together, it gives us the ability to say, I give a portion back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done, and I set my priorities straight of the difference between what I need and what I want. If we are able to prayerfully consider this as a way of life, we will then understand how God takes care of us. Once again, it's important for us to remember how important these underlying values are because they become the very core to Christian living. And as a spirituality, when you know that you can put your trust in God because you know who we are, we're grateful for the gifts that God has given to us, and it's translated into our need to give, then we know that we're the good steward that God has asked us to be. Thank you, Father Andrew. 
You've been listening to the series, Making Stewardship a Way of Life, Episode 2, with Father Andrew Kimberling. The program is described in the book by the same name, which is available from online booksellers, and it's being embraced by individuals and parishes around the world. To learn more, visit the International Catholic Stewardship Council at catholicstewardship.com. Our music is from the band Sir Captain. Find them at sircaptain.com. Please join us for Episode 3 of Making Stewardship a Way of Life.